Hello everyone and welcome back to the Michelle Languages podcast. Today's episode is going to be the last one for this very first season and I decided to ask you on Instagram to um, write down some questions or some curiosity about me, uh, my studies, the languages I study or I studied in the past. So um, this is basically going to be Uh, Q&A session, really, really chilly, all together to celebrate this 10th episode, the last one of this first season. But as I said on my Instagram stories, guys, do not worry, because the podcast will be back probably later this year, because it's almost the same season, so your girl needs to focus on her studies a little bit. So I hope you don't mind, and You, you can always find me on Instagram and on YouTube because sometimes I bring you in my life, like going around Milan or maybe other stuff as well. So be sure to stay connected with me on those two platforms, okay? So let's start with the very first question that was asked me by Asti Tamas. Um, I hope I've pronounced it correctly. Guys, bear with me because I'm kind of in a rush today. So... I will probably mispronounce some nicknames or some usernames here on that I have here um, on Instagram. So I'm sorry, bear with me. So how do you get motivated to learn a language even after weeks or months? Okay, so uh, very interesting question because actually um, uh, I tend to struggle a lot with motivation actually. Um, I actually got out of a very a weird phase with Japanese at the moment so um, there are different kinds of motivation they can be uh, inner kind of motivation or maybe uh, I thought it was like intrinsic and extrinsic bear with me I'm not really that expert but I just saw a YouTube video I don't know I do not remember the name of the creator though I think it was a girl but I'm not sure that was talking about different kinds of motivation And actually, I got motivated to study Japanese again because the exams seems pretty easy. And so I want to give it a try. So now I'm in the mood to study Japanese. So it really depends on the different inputs and the different factors that comes into play. Uh, but, you know, after a very long exam and a very exhausting one, especially when it comes to languages, in my opinion, I need to take a small break, maybe one month from active learning but you know passive learning is what I always suggest to do so when you want to take a break from active studying so sitting at your desk with your textbook or maybe with other resources that you're using to take notes and studying like what you know the, the modalities and you know about studying I always suggest to rely a lot on passive learning so in this way you do not lose um, like your friendship with your target language and you always um, stay immersed, which is crucial. And sooner or later, the motivation will come again to just grab your textbooks. Maybe by scrolling Instagram or maybe watching YouTube videos about people that are studying the same target languages. It really depends. It really depends on your mood, on the factors that comes into play in your personal life. So it's really interesting as a question, but it's really fun, you know. Um, it really depends on you, at least this is my opinion. I hope um, I answer your question though. The next question is by Ken Dobley. How do you find learning different languages at the same time? 
more difficult or efficient? Well, of course it's difficult because uh, if you focus just on one language at, at one time, um, of course it's easier because you give all your analogies into that. But you know, I'm a multi-potential and I find really boring focusing on the same thing over and over again all the time 24-7. So in my case, I okay, I study different subjects for university, but like in terms of languages, I study Japanese and Korean actively at the moment. Spanish is on revision mood, but not really. And English is like my second language because I use English like most of the time. I think I use English even more than Italian lately. Um, you know, I still make mistakes because I'm not I'm not an native person and I do not live in a in, in an English speaking environment. So basically, my internet is my English speaking environment. But I'm not always immersed in internet. You know, when I go around and I'm starting to go around because. Uh, lockdown is almost over here at least the situation is improving um, I live in an Italian speaking environment so it's really difficult for me sometimes to get prepositions uh, correctly or maybe uh, sometimes I misuse verb tenses or verb modalities so it's really it really depends but um, of course it's difficult learning different languages at the same time but I find this way even more stimulating because um, I allow my brain to have like a rest from, you know, my main language. Like, for example, I learned Korean through Japanese. And at the same time, when I'm studying Korean, I'm also revising Japanese. So it's like doing two things at the same time, which is not really sometimes productive because, you know, multitasking can be really difficult. But at the same time, I'm, I'm actually focusing on two languages. And those two languages are target languages. They are also kind of similar. So I'm doing like the work for one, but at the same time, I'm training two languages. I hope it makes sense. So it's difficult. But if you're one of those people that are like me, so they're multi-potential, maybe they do not like doing the same thing 24-7, I think that learning different languages might be a good idea, maybe one, two or three, but I, I suggest two, two actively uh, on different stages. So one might be intermediate and the other one beginner, because uh, two beginners, if they're kind of similar, might be really annoying. But I think that it can be really annoying even if they're similar, in my opinion. So you need to plan carefully your, session, your study sessions and um, stay really aware of what you're studying. Well, choose your languages wisely, <laughs> at least. The next question is by languages with Greece, pros and cons of study Japanese or languages in general at university. Um, actually, I uh, created an episode about this whole thing. It's, I think it's the episode number four through four and was a special one with my friend Nikio, who's also studying languages at university. So I highly recommend to check that out. Okay, Chris. Um, the next... <laughs> this is a fun one, because... Guys, I do not speak Portuguese, okay? I do not. I never studied Portuguese, but if I read it, I can understand it. My pronunciation 
it sucks because I I never studied Portuguese, but you know Romance language it's kind of similar to Spanish and somewhat somewhat Italian. So um, bear with me. There's this girl that asked me a couple of questions uh, that were in Portuguese, and her name is Tylenx. Uh, so bear with my very um, por português pronunciation. So, você tem uma língua favorita, seja poder possibilidade de aprender sonoridade ou algo do tipo. Um, uh, so basically, if I have a favorite language, it can be for you know it's easy to learn or maybe pronunciation or something else. You know what? I actually love um, studying languages because of their pronunciation. So basically, all the languages I'm learning. Or I learned in the past is because I really like the pronunciation of them and I really like different kinds of sounds like for example I really like German as well it can be really harsh from an Italian perspective but I actually really like it but yeah my favorite language of all time is Japanese of course um, I really love them I, I, I almost love everything about Japanese I even like kanji I don't love them but I like them because It's, it's unique, you know, Chinese and Japanese have this kanji or hanzi uh, Bear with me also with my Chinese tones, okay guys? Because um, with a kind of an image, you can portray different meanings Which is actually really cool for an Italian perspective Or for at least a Western perspective So I would say Japanese also because the pronunciation of Japanese is like mm, The sound of heaven um, I really like also English as well but, well guys I like all the languages I study come on let's not even deny this uh, the second one is ou então se você prefere conteúdos originalmente em alguma língua filmes, livros, etc I think it's if I like consuming contents in the original language Well, I do. I'm not really a fan of reading in general, so I'm, I do not read that much, but I think I should integrate more reading into my daily life. But I really, of course, like consuming contents in, in the original language, especially when it comes to anime or um, like TV series or drama. But to be honest, I really have to say that sometimes I really like listening things in Italian because our dubbing industry is like chef kiss so it just really depends sometimes when I do not like the dubbers the Italian dubbers I go back to the original language but especially when it comes to Japanese I prefer to listen to the original thing um, in Japanese um, also in Korean as well but you know I, I'm not really a drama girl so I don't watch that many things in Korean <laughs> Um, show reads as asking me how to practice your target language where there are many different ways it really depends on what you want to practice you want to practice reading you want to practice listening you want to practice speaking uh, <laughs> so it really depends of course when you want to practice reading you have to read and not only books you can also read posts quotes captions on the net or maybe you can read blogs articles you know there are many different things if you want to practice listening you can listen to different kinds of contents like music tv series um movies uh news just random conversation or mini vlogs 
you know, there are many things you can practice with your target language. When it comes to speaking, you can practice um, alone, so talking to yourself, maybe with Siri as well, would be a very good idea. So be sure to set Siri in your target language or maybe practice with someone you know, maybe a new friend that you made on Instagram, if you have a Studygram account or a Languagegram account, maybe people from your community that might be your local community or maybe your online community. So there are many different ways if you want to practice speaking or maybe with uh, applications like Tandem or HelloTalk, but um, you have to stay really careful on that, okay? Um, but if you're a part of a community, like for example, you know, those memberships or kind of things, you know, usually are very safe places because people have to pay to access them. And so making people pay means that they're really serious about that, really committed. But you always have to stay really careful when you're talking to strangers on, on the internet, okay? Liblings Volk is asking me, have you tried to learn sign language? I'm really interested in that. Actually, no, never. And I'm not really that interested, to be honest, because um, I prefer speaking languages. You mean, um, as I said previously, I tend to learn languages. I like the pronunciation. Um... So as I said previously, I tend to learn languages um, because I like their pronunciation, you know? So um, it's really sound-based because I'm an auditory learner, I'm an ex-singer, I used to play guitar as well. So I'm really interested in music and musicality, pronunciation in general. So I'm not really interested in sign language, I'm sorry. <laughs> then I have a couple of questions from Sasha Like the Cat. Um, so, um, what are your thoughts on YouTube personality that, promo- that promise fluency quickly? Oh, this is a really nice question because to be honest, I really hate those kind of features. Like for example, how I learn Chinese in a week, how I learn Chinese in 24 hours. You know, I found tons of videos like that. To be honest, um, the title, they're really, they're pretty clickbait. And I think that uh, just changing the title could be really easy uh, and resolve lots of problems. Because, you know, when you start looking at those videos or when you start watching them, um, or maybe you'll find them in your um, like suggested feed, um, it's terrible when it comes to your motivation because... Um, you, you, you say, uh, you tend to think, like, how did he do? But actually, they know anything. If you start looking at the video, you notice that they do just know, like, basic things, like to introduce themselves and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the main issue. So, I think that if people could change the title in what I learn in a week, what I learn in 24 hours in X language, like, for example, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, uh, Spanish, um, Malay, Indonesian, uh, I'm just putting like, uh, besides Spanish, I'm just saying Asian languages, or maybe what I learned in 24 hours of Icelandic, into Icelandic, or maybe into Norwegian, into Swedish. Uh, yes, so, you just need to change the title, okay guys? It's not really that difficult. Um, do I have several questions, but I'm trying to filter um what role do you believe culture plays in language acquisition 
Well, I think it plays a really crucial、um, role because I studied languages and cultures. Well, I still study languages and cultures at university, so they're part of the same、um, degree, and they're crucial because sometimes what triggers people to learn a specific language is the culture. So culture and languages. Like go hand in hand, together, because sometimes one triggers triggers the motivation to learn the other, or maybe vice versa. You know, so、um, I think the culture is crucial and goes hand in hand、um, with language acquisition in general. Maybe the motivation to learn a specific language,、uh, or maybe when you're interested in a language, then you can't become interested in learning the culture of the country or the countries in which. Uh, that language is spoken in. So, yeah,、um, they go hand in hand together. Okay,、uh, guys, I really hope you appreciated this very special、um, Q and A episode together to celebrate like this tenth episode and the end of this very first season of the Michelle Languages podcast. I really hope you had fun and thank you so much, guys, for all the interesting questions. Um, I really love them. I really love talking about languages in general and having this kind of possibility to talk to you and just sharing our opinions together on the podcast and especially on Instagram because over there you have the possibility to contact me directly. It's awesome. It's awesome and unique. So, guys, hope you have fun and see you in the next season of the Michelle Languages podcast. Bye, guys.